know, it's just it's just the critical internet age. You can't you can't do anything in any in any sort of thing, whether it be a movie, uh, a video game, or even wrestling. That's right. <laughs> if you do anything that's on on the other side of weird in wrestling, you're blacklisted by the entire fandom community. Um. Sometimes it can be, you know, sometimes just, just doing something silly can, 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 you know, can create this perception about you, which didn't exist. I think in the, uh, you know, I bet in the nineties. Yeah. The, I mean, back uh, then you could murder someone, get away with it. And Jimmy Superfly snuck a, Hey, Hall of Fame. And that was cool. You know, I mean, it's like, <laughs> how, how did, how did the hurricane get over? But Nikki A.S.H. didn't quite. They're both superheroes. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, different, uh, yeah. Well, yeah. Different very bits, similar, you know, but, but very similar, kind of the equivalent. I don't think we've seen a, you know, uh, they're they're pretty close, I have to say, right? Yeah, I mean, Nikki had a good month, but uh, yeah, the Hurricane had a good couple the years. The championship month? <laughs> yeah, the money in the bank, the championship, and then after that, it was all downhill. Yeah, we all can't. But for a little all- while there, people were excited. There were some signs. There were so- there there were signs there were kids, <laughs> yeah, kids dressed up like superheroes. And, and kids are pure, you know, because they don't see what others might, or maybe it's us who need to learn from them in a big kind of Christmas uh, style, you know, learning the true meaning of Christmas. Like maybe <laughs> you know these adults out here need to learn the true meaning of wrestling. Uh-huh. <laughs> Have you ever thought about that? Have you ever thought yeah. about that? Yeah, I mean, yeah, there's definitely something to be said. They don't know all the backstage rumors. Like, why are you guys booing him? I love him. Like, wow. (laughs) (laughs) My stepdad has a story that I don't believe, but he's told it. It's one of his stories. I've heard it a bunch. He takes one of my cousins to a wrestling event here in Toronto Mm -hmm. where, um, like, and it makes it sound like it might have been WCW because just kind of like ages and stuff lining up. But um, Hulk <coughs> and uh, Macho Man were on the show together. Yeah. And yeah. I guess they were heel, like, or they were like, they were like, you know, they were like babyface and heel on TV. So they didn't, you know, so on TV they uh, weren't friendly to each other. But then they saw them like coming out of the Sky Dome and they were kind of like arm in arm laughing. And it was <laughs> the moment that my like cousin discovered what, you know, that kayfabe was K- shattered. He's like, oh my God. But to me, yeah. the part of the story I don't believe was that I never thought that Hulk and Macho Man were friendly. We're friendly in that way off screen. Um, well, depends. Yeah, like how old are we talking about this kid here that you're talking about? Like I think. Our age? No, no. He's probably like 10 years older and he would have been, I mean, you know, 10 or younger. Yeah, that might. Because they, I mean, Hulk and Macho Man, I think like in the late 80s, early 90s, they were buddies and then they had like a big falling out and then they hated Yeah, him. and that's that's the part of the story that I don't believe. <laughs> it's the part of the story I don't believe. I'm like, okay, I don't think it was the, I don't think that happened because I don't think they actually liked each other. Have they both told you? Have you heard the story from both of them separately? You know what? I should ask, uh, I should ask the other side of the yeah, story. Like, tell me about the Sky Dome show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I should really ask because I've only heard the uh, the adult side. I haven't heard the kid side of the story, you know? Yeah, yeah. Let's, and after all, isn't that what it's about? It's about the kids. <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, but who's paying for the tickets? Yeah, probably the adults. Probably the adults, Mike. We're we're five minutes in here of the Shoot Brothers Wrestling Podcast, episode 208. The only wrestling podcast online hosted by myself, Cameron Osborne. It's also hosted by Mike the Shoot Shepherd. Howdy ho. Howdy ho. Uh, back here for another week. Another week of wrestling action. Uh, War Games is done. Full Gear <clears throat> is done. And uh, short of uh, NXT doing their little pay-per-view, of course, we have Deadline coming up. I think that's our last uh, our last pay-per-view of 2022 this Sunday. Uh, yeah, unless you want to count Final Battle, but I don't think we're going to be covering that. No, but n- new start time, <laughs> four p special start time, 4 p.m. Maybe we'll get more... <laughs> Maybe we'll get more on that For a later. Final battle. That's what they. That's what. Uh, that's what yeah. they kept saying during the. Uh, I think they're on the same day. So it, like final battle, four p.m. Deadline, seven p.m. Whether it was on purpose or not, or time oh, zones, I don't know. Oh yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. Uh, you know, it's probably going to be held from similarly sized venues. Although you know, Deadline is the the performance center that we know, and then, uh, you know, <coughs> we never know. Yeah, final battle will probably be a bit bigger, but they did announce uh, the next NXT Premium Live event, Vengeance Day, is finally going back on the road, so that'll be nice. Yes, have a a bigger audience. Yeah, a bigger, broader audience. You know, see uh, see how um, you know, see how they do, see how they fare. Exactly. Well, let's uh, let's get to the week's wrestling action um, uh, by crowning a brand new Tweedley champion. It's the tweet of the week. It's the tweet of the week. (laughs) By towering a brand new tweet of the week champion. Uh, This past week, PWI gave out their uh, top 100 tag teams uh, of the year. Of course, you know, we already got that information about the top wrestler. I think it was like Punk or someone? Mox? I don't Roman know. Reigns. Roman Reigns? Something like that. But anyways, uh, to probably not much surprise for many people, the number one uh, tag team this year, according to PWI, uh, the Usos. They have been unified champions <coughs> for months and months and months now. They're setting records left, right, and center. They're putting on incredible television. Yeah, they're defending their belts uh, somewhat regularly. On a regular basis, you know, they've been doing this on television. They've been, you know, doing it uh, here and there. So it's nice to see. Um, and apparently got the notice of our Tweeted League champion, Kenny Omega. All right. Who um, who uh, retweeted PWI's uh, announcement by saying, Well earned. I'm sure Pizza Tonight is on fellow family member at Sami <laughs> Zayn. Congrats. <laughs> All right. God, imagine those two boys, two just two Canadian kids in a wrestling match. Don't don't you want to see it? That'd be great. Uh, somehow we could line that up. Line that up. You know what? I still get, I still get a, an idea in my mind. It's like a fever dream I have sometimes. That at the end of Forbidden Door, the lights like turn off. You know, one of those like <laughs> at the very at the very end. So it's Moxley and fucking. Uh, what was it Takaha- Tanahashi standing in the middle of the ring? Lights turn up, lights come back on. It's Roman Reigns. I still get the feeling like <laughs> that would have exploded the entire wrestling. Like that would have been the big one of the biggest wrestling things to have happened in decades. Yeah. If that, if it's... like to have you know, if there was somehow way they got like Okada, Moxley, and Roman Reigns in the ring at the same time, that just would have fucking imploded. Uh, yeah, <clears throat> I mean, the only way I could see it happening would be like if. 
Tony Khan save Triple H, Stephanie, and their children from like a burning fire. <laughs> well, like, you owe me one for this. It would certainly be more likely with Hunter in charge versus <laughs> uh, versus TK or versus uh, Vince. Right? Yeah. But I think like in the yeah. interest of like, you know, nobody, you know, especially in like a, there's no beat down. There's no brawl. It's just he sh he's there. That's all he has to do. Tony Khan, you know, the Khan family shells out a few mil. Maybe <laughs> maybe toss a couple to uh, WWE's way just to get the oh, my God factor. I don't know. It could have happened. Be very hard to broker. But yeah. But uh, maybe next summer. Yeah. I don't know. Like I said, burning building, Tony Khan becoming a hero. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I wonder what I those know. guys have talked about in the past. <laughs> uh, or, but that was yeah. it. Kenny Omega, you are our brand new Tweedly champion. Uh, congratulations. It's nice seeing a Canadian, um, you know, top of the uh, <laughs> top of the rankings there. Uh, taking out Johnny Gargano. So, um there we go. Congratulations. Right. Let's uh, let's move on to the podcast. Let's move on through the week. Uh, let's get ourselves. Um, you know, we've been so busy lately. We seem to have uh, we, we we've skipped a lot here of our weekly wrestling action. So let's get back into it with some SmackDown Live. Okay, folks, it's Friday night. It's time for SmackDown Live. It, uh, it used to be on Tuesday, but then uh, I think it was on Friday before though. No, no, wait. We used to film it on a Thursday and then release it. It's just SmackDown Live. The, uh, <coughs> of course, the fallout from our War Games show. Yeah. I guess you know, really just proving the Bloodlines' uh, dominance more than anything else. That's right, and that's who we kick it off with. Uh, the Bloodline minus Roman. Uh, yeah, cutting a promo. Sammy putting over all his teammates. But Jimmy Uso stops him and says, no, no, tonight's about you, my dog. You were the MVP. And the crowd's all chanting Sammy Uso and MVP. And uh, Jay says, Sammy, I doubted you for a long time, but you earned my respect. It's because of you that we won at War Games. So everyone's happy. They're chanting Usi. Uh, him and both Usos do a three-way secret handshake. But Solo, he's still just standing there looking cool. But that's his thing. He, you know, he's part of the group. He's... Yeah, he's there. Someone's got to be serious. <laughs> he's part of the family. <laughs> yeah. Uh, then Sheamus interrupts and says, it's fight night. Let's go. So uh, Sami Zayn takes on Sheamus. Uh, yeah, just a good little match. Uh, Sheamus lines up for a broke kick. Uh, and even though he's the baby face, this crowd's all chanting for Sammy, which seemed like Sheamus was a little annoyed about. He's like, come on, guys. I'm the baby face. It's hard to be over. <laughs> it's hard to be a babyface if you're in the ring with Sami Zayn right now. It's hard to get. It's hard to be pulling the crowd's attention away from him. Yeah, exactly. You gotta know. You gotta know your spot. We still love you, Sheamus. But uh, yeah, Sami's the man. He hits the big blue thunder bomb for a near fall, and then on the outside of the ring, the brutes and the Usos start fighting. So Sami goes for a haluva kick, but Sheamus catches him with the big knee. He picks up Sammy, and that's when Jimmy distracts the ref while Jay super kicks Sheamus, which allows Sammy to roll him up, get the one, two, three. So Sammy gets the win with the help from his brothers. <coughs> we'd like to Love point to out see. something about uh, Sheamus, too. Um, you know, with the return of, uh, or with, you know, or with Hunter taking things in control, uh, being a little more lenient on the previous rules regarding. Uh, at least YouTube channels. I couldn't tell you about, you know, how they account for for Twitch channels or things like that. But uh, the uh, Seamus's Celtic Warrior workout videos are back. Oh yeah, they I returned. They returned uh, a little while ago. You know, they were fun, informative, uh, 
cool videos to watch. I know he definitely won. I think he's definitely won a wrestler of the week because of that sort of content. <laughs> uh, so if you want to watch uh, Arm Day with Rhea Ripley, it's uh, it's uh, it's up there right now. Yeah, I think that's the one I saw pop up in my recommended feed. Yeah, yeah, it's nice. It's uh, nice to see. It was uh, just a super. He he has like merch, but who, who's who's fucking you know who cares if people buy it? He's really just like you know exercising and then you know, getting people's names out there. You know, you want to see that. Yeah, you know, free content for those that want. <laughs> free tent. Free tent. Uh, backstage, Bray Wyatt cuts a promo, says everyone these days is too spoiled, shrouded in technology. We used to all be wild animals. Uh, and then he insists that it was not him that hurt L.A. Knight because if it was me, there would be nothing left of him. So I don't know. They're still building this little feud. Yeah, well, I think um, War Games <laughs> being... Uh, you know the 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 type of pay per view that it is. It really focused the, the attention on the bloodline and the brawling brutes, and kind of took a lot of uh, you know, it took that spark away from La Knight Bray Wyatt. So they are gonna have to work to get our interests back, especially with nothing until what's the next uh, WWE pay per view? Is it the Elimination Chamber? Uh, or is it the, the Rumble? Rumble? Yeah, yeah, end so, of January. So yeah, like know. a solid six weeks. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we'll get there. Hope I mean, I don't know if they can hold the match off that long because I imagine it's probably going to be a pretty short match anyways, but uh, we'll see. Yeah, whatever new fiend wrestler is. Yeah. Yeah, Uncle Howdy, whenever he finally shows up. Yeehaw. <laughs> uh, Shayna Baszler takes on Emma, who uh, before the match backstage, her and a little boyfriend, Madcap, hyping her up. So they're kind of acknowledging their... Uh, relationship on screen now so. nice to see madcap back yeah he's still plugging around but uh yeah emma does okay but baszler's just working over the arm uh but yeah emma hitting a couple nice moves a nice neck breaker off the second rope and then the cool tarantula submission on the ropes but uh, eventually Shayna just gets her in a sleeper hold and emma's forced to tap out uh but then Shayna just continues the beat down so Shotzi runs out to make the save Shotzi's like everyone's friend now. She's had like five different partners in the past couple. Love years. it. You're that's what happens when you're in professional wrestling like life. You should be able to have more than one friend. Yeah. No. Nothing wrong. <laughs> with it. She's a good. I'm just happy. Yeah. She's much better as a baby face because I just want to cheer for her. So. Uh, and I think I think the crowd I think the crowd does also. Yeah. She's just cool. Uh, but then Shayna gets a hold of her, so we have to have a double run in. Raquel comes out to save Shotzi because, like we said, it's good to have friends and. Yeah, Shayna backs off. Which is good. Which is good. Shayna, uh, without uh, Ronda Rousey by her side. Ronda Rousey doesn't really do much of those uh, by-your-side kind of things, you know? No. Yeah, she's pretty independent. Hmm. Uh, <clears throat> and then we get a vignette for Lacey Evans. Another. Another. Uh, <laughs> I think, I, I think. I wonder if, if you could pick one fresh wrestler ever who had more minute like more minute per like vignette total <laughs> than actual on screen total i think lacey evans is actually that ratio is crazy yeah she's pretty up there so uh another slight repackage i guess just going back to her military background was kind of just showing her doing boot camp training it's like i could hardly it's like i could hardly say that she's changing gimmicks because i don't know if she actually picked one for long enough to say that that was your gimmick 
Yeah, I just I just want the sassy Southern Belle back. That was what. Ha- that what was, was so wrong with that? That gimmick was great. This is an Anna J situation where you <laughs> started off with gold and then you tried something else and it hasn't worked since. This is an Anna J situation. Yeah, I don't know. I just want her. Yeah, just get her back and let's settle on a gimmick and just stick to it. Just pick a gimmick and stick to it. You know, it's yeah. like God. Just pick a job. <laughs> 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 don't be bouncing around all these places. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, then we had Kofi Kingston taking on Gunther in a non-title match. Uh, but yeah, Gunther's just manhandling Kofi. Uh, Kofi tries to fight back, but Imperium on the outside trip him up. So then Braun Strowman comes out to fight them. And uh, yeah, Kofi's putting up a pretty good fight. Gunther hits the powerbomb, but Kofi kicks out. Which, you know, that powerbomb's put away multiple men, so good for him, but... Uh, Gunther just beats him up some more and hits this new finishing move. It was kind of like a variation of a power slam. That gives Gunther the win. Which, and I think that must be why he kicked out of the power bomb. Yeah, in that quick like, little, okay. like, oh, okay, that doesn't work. Let me try this. Yeah. Um, so. God, though, fucking two dudes with power slams. I can't do it. I can't do that. <laughs> well, his was a bit different. I don't know what they don't think they gave it a name, but it was, yeah, yeah, it was a, he. I don't know. He does a bunch of stuff, Gunther. He does the splash. He can. Yeah, he did a big lariat. Yeah. Yeah, the lariat, the chop. Uh, backstage, Sammy and Solo go off to get some food. Uh, when Jimmy pulls Jay aside, and he's like, "Hey, man, you ever talk to Sammy about him lying to you about talking to Kevin Owens?" And Jay's like, "Nah." Roman said we could trust him, and we saw how war games went down. And that's when Sheamus shows up, beats them up uh, with the shillelagh. So I love that. Just I, I love. I, I would love to be in a family like uh, you know, like a family run by Roman Reigns, our tribal chief. <laughs> Just because like he tells you what to think. And he tells you <laughs> what to do. Like it's so much easier. It just takes so much of thought. And everything, all the all the things about normal life that's so tough. He just takes um, that. He just yeah, takes that out. But I mean, freedom's nice too. I don't know, but sometimes you <laughs> sometimes I just want to put on snooze and just let it happen right. to me. And Roman Reigns, I'd love to be a part of the. You know, I'd love to be a part of the team. Well, maybe you should move to China. I don't know. They like <laughs> not that much. Come on, Mike. <laughs> no, I'm just, it's not like Roman Reigns telling me what music I have to listen to. <laughs> it's like, like, hey, <laughs> we don't listen to <laughs> Nickelback around here. Sammy, no, Sam, or, uh, Jay, we only listen to Nickelback. <laughs> oh, wow. I think it'd be the other way around. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Life, a world without Nickelback? Like, oh. <laughs> Is that a world I, I want to like, live in? I feel like they listen to music like the Usos theme song, just kind of like that trap. <laughs> yeah, they listen to trap. They listen to early two thousands, uh, like uh, the game trap. <laughs> yeah, stuff like that. Uh. <laughs> uh, then we had Damage Control coming out, cutting a promo, insulting the Buffalo crowd and uh, all the other women on the roster. And that's when Liv Morgan interrupts. She rushes the ring, tries to take out all three of them, but. Uh, yeah, that's just too much for her until we get the return. It's been a couple weeks since we got one, so haha, Tegan Knox. She's back. Tegan Knox. Yeah, she comes out to help live and she was wearing these ridiculous jeans. The the holes on these things were so big. I mean, were, some of these outfits these days. 
<laughs> it was like her entire leg was sticking out. Like, why not? Why even have the jeans? I don't know. But uh, anyways, it was still three versus two. So Liv has to grab a kendo stick and they lay into damage control and Nox hits the shiniest wizard. The two baby faces stand tall. I mean, at this rate, I can't tell who's doing more returns, you know, Hunter or, or, or Tony. At this rate, it's just, you know, big old return, big old brawl. I mean, They're both, you know, yeah. it's, it's all over the I place. Think. I think there's just an abundance of that talent that Vince let go or, you know, and people who still yeah. have value. Yeah. I mean, yeah, they had a big pool to to bring back people from for Triple H. Tony, they haven't really had releases, but yeah, like injuries and debuts and stuff. Yeah, but. exactly. Exactly. Yeah. That's cool. I mean, Tegan Knox, she never really got a fair shake her first time on the main roster. So hopefully, uh, maybe her and Shotzi can reunite. Shotzi loves having tag team parts. Well, that'd be fun. Well, somebody has to. Uh, who's the uh, Who's the tag champ right now? Dakota Neo. Okay, good. Yeah, someone's th- got to challenge him. <laughs> oh, no. Well, I, th- I thought you were going to say uh, Alexa, <laughs> Alexa Bliss and Asuka. I wanted to make sure you were on it. Oh, no, I know. Okay, I know. okay, okay. Uh, let's go to the main event, though. It's World Cup season. We got the World Cup finals. Uh, Santos Escobar versus Ricochet. Mexico versus USA. Uh, yeah, so final match here. Uh, Ricochet took out the giant, Braun Strowman, last week with his, his flippy floppy shit. Beat the big man. <laughs> Flippity floppity. Yeah. Ah, Braun, fuck you. <laughs> and this match, this was awesome. Just a nearly 20 minutes main event, fast pace, high flying. Uh, Ricochet was dealing with all the Legato members interfering, but the ref catches them, so he tosses them out. And Zelina Vega, she was on commentary. She freaks out, jumps on the apron, so the ref says, Bitch, you out of here too. <laughs> so <laughs> now we can have a fair fight. Uh, Santos hits a big suicide dive, crashes Ricochet hard onto the announce table. And then a bit later, Ricochet hits a big shooting star press off the apron to the floor. Uh, and then, yeah, Ricochet comes running at Santos. He jumps off the steps. Santos moves. Ricochet lands feet first on the barricade. Great balance. Amazing. Uh, but then Escobar. Escobar says, I can do that. And he just jumps up to the barricade, too, and uh, hits a big Hurricane Rana to the floor. So we got a nice holy shit chant there. And. Uh, yeah, we get back in the ring. We continue the action. Ricochet goes for a shooting star press off the top rope, but Escobar gets the knees up. And then a bit later, he hits a big reverse Rana, gets a two count. So now the crowd is just hot. They're on their feet. The match is hot. Uh, Ricochet ups the ante with a reverse Rana off the second rope. And soon after, Ricochet hits the 630, gets the big win here. So Ricochet, World Cup champion and uh, future challenger for the intercontinental title exactly which is what we need right now you know we need that uh we need we need some movement over there yeah uh, this this, uh, this was amazing um yeah, this was... it made me uh th- this match made me just go through one of those youtube search nights of uh the man well formerly known as santos escobar you know that's his uh that's his main roster his nxt name of course you know we 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 once knew him as el hio del fantasma <laughs> yeah, of course. Right. Um, in um, he he that's how he wrestled in Impact. Him and Pentagon Junior are out there. Uh, he was called something else like King Cuermo 
in uh, hmm. Lucha Underground. Yeah, the clips, the clips yeah. of this guy doing outstanding shit since like the early 2010s. Uh, it's fucking out there, man. Yeah, this guy is. Uh, this guy, this guy can play. Yeah, this was an amazing match. Probably the best match both of them have had on the main roster. I mean, Ricochet's had some good ones, but I think his best work was in NXT up to this point. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's a good one. I mean, honestly, when I think of Ricochet matches, there's the fucking the ladder match, the match yeah. with Adam Cole, uh, the Royal Rumble uh, in 2020. <laughs> yeah. And then, yeah, that's a good point. You know, so, yeah, there's a there's a handful of Ricochet matches that stand out ab- above the rest. You know, for some reasons or whatever. And this, yeah, I'd put this right there with them. Yeah, you know, main eventing SmackDown, getting the big win, making the Intercontinental title feel like a big deal. I mean, Gunther's been doing good at that as well, but uh, yeah, I love it. Love that, everything about this main event. Yeah, that's a big deal. That's a big deal. Yeah, love seeing it. What a great way. Uh, what a great way to end up uh, to end SmackDown. So let's mosey on over over to uh, Rampage. Rampage. little hour of of television of course uh this week who uh starts off darby allen comes down with uh cole carter of the factory formerly known as this was two dimes or yeah stack yeah it was stacks or two dimes (laughs) it was one moment he's coming down here here's juice to the gills he's there with nick camarado (laughs) my boy uh and sting yeah sting sting's there too yeah before the bell even rings darby grabs the baseball bat just takes out all the members of the factory so we can have a fair fight and uh yeah cole carter gets some decent offense in but then darby just takes over hits the coffin drop gets the win uh classic darby allen stuff he doesn't do much anymore i mean i guess he's always wrestling but to no real purpose and sting is always there for some reason so uh yeah yeah eventually we need to uh, just let them go their separate Like, what do you think... Uh, serious question. What do you think Sting's doing? Like, is, is is he involved in some kind of backstage role? Is he there as... A, like, because surely there are... Like, how is this working out? You know what I'm saying? I think they just like having him. Just his presence there. They like having him. are like, ah, he's a legend. It's good to have and him And Sting around. is like, yeah, sure. Pay me and I'll just... I'll do this and I'll wrestle a couple of matches a year. Yeah, and the crowd could be like, hey, I got to see Sting. Huh. I mean, that's but. a good point. I was just asking. You know, you got to wonder, like, what's in it for Sting at a certain point? I don't think he's Money. ever had a singles match. <laughs> he's no. only had. I think that'll be his retirement. Him what do we see Darby. here? 13 and 0 in his career. So he's a perfect. Yeah. Him versus Darby. I think that's the retirement match. He's like, well, Darby, you passed all the tests but one. <laughs> oh! <laughs> yeah. Uh,. Yeah, so that was that. Then we go to Renee Paquette in the ring. She interviews the acclaimed, says, what's next for you guys? And they say, well, there's one team that's been waiting a very long time to get a shot. The crowd's all chanting FTR, and they're saying, yeah, we're fighting champions. Uh, But then it's the gun club who interrupt. They want the shot, but then they get interrupted by Lethal and Jarrett. They want a piece, and then finally FTR come out, just walk right past them, get in the ring. Shake hands with the acclaim. So it looks like we're finally getting uh, the match we all want. Next week on Dynamite. That's right. Only five short days away from this episode. 
But let's go to our next match tag action. You had Private Party taking on Jay Lethal and Jeff Jarrett. Um, yeah, it was okay, but Private Party. Remember when AEW first started and they were one of like the top teams? Uh, like not the top, but they were in the mix. They were in the mix, you know, running with Matt Hardy and stuff. Yeah, now they got like no heat. The crowd didn't react to anything they were doing, but no. uh, yeah, I mean they're all fine wrestlers. They do. They they were here to do the job though. Jeff Jarrett, Jay Lethal hit their little combo finisher, get the win to very little reaction. Jeff, yeah, Jeff Jarrett's getting dubs here. On a, yeah, this <laughs> is a, this was a weird one. Yeah, I mean again, you know, yeah, just, big, big talent pool down here in AEW. You know. Yeah, but uh, yeah, just not much interest for that one, but. Mm-hmm. Uh, then you had Athena taking on Danny Moe, local indie talents, and uh, Athena just continuing her heel ways <clears throat> ever since that Toronto show. Just being super aggressive. She's getting in the ref's face. She knocked out Aubrey a couple weeks ago, I think. And, uh, yeah, just makes quick work of Danny Moe. Gets the easy win and continues the beatdown after until officials run out to stop her. But I like it. I like this more. Yeah, heel Athena versus babyface version. I can agree with you there. Uh, One thing, the Eclipse, bad or it's not sorry, it's not called that anymore. What's it called? Yeah, Uh, she hasn't even been using it lately as her finisher. They changed it to the O face, is what they were calling it. What what they what what were they calling it? Sorry, the O face. I don't like that. That 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 gives me a weird implication. (laughs) Yeah, it's just weird. Uh, Uh, She's doing something new. I forget. It's like a. I don't know. I forget what it is. It's weird, but, but uh, it's probably good for her health not to fall off the top rope onto your tailbone every week. I mean, yeah, but the it looks awesome. It looks way better, but yeah, maybe use it as a super finisher. Super finisher. I, I like that. I like. I think every wrestler <laughs> should have a finisher and then have a super finisher. Yeah, like Randy Orton with the punt. He didn't do it that often, but when he did, that's a good point. Yeah, even like even like a one winged angel is the ultimate super finisher but it's not like you just know <laughs> it's gonna land you know or the like the black arrow or something yeah yeah exactly yeah <clears throat> anyways uh then our final match of the episode orange cassidy defending the all atlantic title against qt marshall in a lumberjack match uh, so you had best friends in Danhausen dressed for the occasion. They had the lumberjack outfit on, the flannel. They even had axes, but the ref says, "No, no, he takes those away." <laughs> we've yeah, we've been dealing too much with hammers lately. Uh, more <laughs> we, less tools in the ring, I think. Yeah. Uh, other than that, pretty standard lumberjack match. The heels on one side, the faces on the other, getting involved whenever someone's thrown to the floor. Uh, QT hits a big pile driver on the apron, and then Danhausen jumps up, curses him. So QT gives Danhausen the middle finger, but they blurred it out. <laughs> Since when are we doing that? I didn't know that that was a thing. Yeah, we've I mean, seen we, M- we've seen John Moxley's middle finger more than you know. Yeah, uh, more than him hours. and MJF many times. Yeah. So that was weird. I don't know. Uh, made me laugh though. Uh, <laughs> Uh, but yeah, Cassidy continues. He hits the beach break on the apron, and then all the lumberjacks just start fighting each other. So Cassidy hits a big springboard swanton bomb, and he gets back in the ring, climbs the top rope. Penelope Ford jumps up, distracts him. Kip Sabian pushes him uh, right into a big cutter from QT, but Cassidy kicks out. 
And then soon after, hits the orange punch, followed by the beach break, gets the win. So Orange Cassidy once again retains. Decent in a, a decent main event too. Uh, yeah, sir, he's the... he's the defending champion, I think, uh, across all the brands. I think. Yeah, certainly. Since he's won it, he's definitely the most active defending champion in the company, if not all of wrestling. Well, I, no, I was just thinking all of wrestling. I think it, it, maybe a close second would just be. Uh, Fuck, I don't know. I don't know. US title, I feel like, had a couple. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's been kind of going back and forth, you know, but I mean, just like, like yeah. uh, in terms of like actively just defending yeah. on a weekly basis, like Gunther doesn't do that. I feel like the North yeah. American Championship might be the closest. and But just in my mind, that I'm thinking, <coughs> I don't know. Yeah, no, Orange, he's definitely, uh, feels like he doesn't go more than two weeks without defending it. So good on him, man. He's He's built this belt up. It feels like it's on par with the TNT title now instead of just being a third-rate belt. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's been a breath of fresh air, i got to say. Yeah, and then at the very end, when everyone's still brawling, the lights shut out, House of Black appear, they just start beating down everyone, and then Julia Hart just kind of applauds from the ramp. So House of Black end up standing tall to end the show. Uh, Julia Hart looks like uh, a girl from Western who's going out on Halloween night. <laughs> just it's, it's like yeah. the l- smallest level of ooh i'm dark <laughs> it's yeah. uh it's great you know but i think you know i think every uh every house needs a leader you know uh whether you know every you know every royal house just like game of thrones needs uh <laughs> you know you know you need ned stark you know you have robert baratheon you know uh tywin lannister the the heads of their houses it's very important and the uh, house of black is no different i love these motherfuckers i was watching um uh, uh have you seen i think you should leave on netflix is that a movie or a show? It's a show. It's a comedy show. Tim Robinson. You gotta watch. It's it's the, it's like you know it's like just like little comedy segments, you know, four or like five an episode, or whatever. Skits. Yeah, exactly. You gotta watch yeah. them. But Brody King is in one of them. Uh, I was doing Aww. my rewatch. I was like, oh no shit, he he's playing like a a wrestler or whatever. But <laughs> how that must have been tough. <laughs> Honestly, roll of a lifetime. <laughs> <laughs> Well, let's pose uh, our way through our through the weekend though, because that was all of Rampage, and let's uh, kick ourselves over to some Monday Night Raw. Let's get raw. Let's get raw. The flagship yeah. show here. Uh, we don't waste any time at the top of show show here. We get right into some action. Speaking of. Um, uh, defending championships. Maybe it is the Usos. They could be hot second. Uh, <laughs> we get into a match here. The Usos taking on Matt Riddle and Kevin Owens for the Undisputed Tag Team Championships. Yeah, so originally it was supposed to be Riddle and Elias, but at the beginning of the show, the Usos beat him up because he walked by them and they didn't like him. Right, so. they didn't want to walk with Elias. Sorry, you're right, you're right. Yeah, no, no, just had to throw that out there for those that were mad that they didn't get the advertised match. <laughs> yeah, that's a good but, point. Uh, yeah. I'm sure there were a lot of, like, kids, like like six-year-old <laughs> boys with, like, big fake beards. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, so, holding little guitars. Yeah, so they just set that up with a little promo, and Riddle's like, yeah, I got a new partner. And that brings us to what you said, Usos, Riddle, Kevin Owens, undisputed tag titles on the line. 
uh, yeah, Riddle and KO working well together, but the Usos are like you number one team, PWI, as we said at the top of the show. That's so. what I did say. Hard to, hard to take them down. They're just a well-oiled machine. And, uh, of course, they got some help on the outside. Sammy and Solo causing distractions. So Riddle dives to the floor to take him out, but uh, lost his focus for a bit. So the Usos take control. They hit Riddle with a big super kick. And then the 1D, that gives Usos the win. Retain, continue their record-long title reign. It's just, <laughs> it's never-ending at, never at these points, you know. Uh... Even Roman Reigns' uh, WWE Championship title reign, you know, just like the, uh, the you know, the black, black, belt, the black belt. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he's really, you know, he's he's getting up there, too, just on this individual reign. You know, 200 and probably <coughs> 50, 60 days or something uh, since April. Yeah. Um, no, at this point, I don't think any of them are losing their belts before WrestleMania, so... So Roman is going um, to be do, if, if Roman might be giving us a full three six five. Yeah, for uh, and that yeah, is that's definitely. some that's a that's a feat that very little have accomplished, especially here with that WWE Championship, right? Uh, you're with the likes of Punk did it once, right? Yeah, I think AJ Punk, Styles Cena. did it. Yeah, uh, obviously Hogan and Bruno and yeah, I think Macho Man was like one day away. 364. <laughs> was it a leap year? <laughs> <laughs> if it was a leap year, it would have helped. Oh, yeah, 366. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. But uh, anyways, yeah. yeah. I don't think he's losing it before wow. WrestleMania. Either of them. We're, even if WrestleMania. We are witnessing history. Yeah. You know? Like those, you know, <laughs> people will be talking about this year of professional wrestler Roman Reigns' uh, title reign for decades to come. Definitely. We will be. <clears throat> We're going to be 75 years old and talking about this. <laughs> uh, and then after the match, they continue to beat down. Uh, so Owens grabs a chair, chases them off, or he chases the Usos off, but that leaves Solo in the ring, and he continues the attack on Riddle. He grabs a chair, wraps it around Riddle's throat, and then hits the big running hip attack in the corner, like his Uncle Umaga used to do. And... Uh, yeah, very dangerous. He's gone too far. Even Corey Graves was disgusted. He's gone too far. He's, heel. He's like, that's too much. That's just too much. <laughs> yeah, they did the whole stretcher job, neck brace. So uh, Riddle might be taking a couple weeks off to sell this injury. Who knows? Hopefully he deserves it. I mean, although he has been a little cooler, I think, since uh, probably the fight pit was when he started to cool off, which yeah. was thanks yeah. October. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah, but, but, he hasn't, uh, but he was one of the more consistent dudes, you know, on just kind of on weekly television. These guys deserve time off for the holidays, Mike. At Christmas, you're gonna make yeah, him work off. on Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> Not me, <laughs> but uh, yeah, do your thing. Go home, have some fun, play some video games, smoke some weed, exactly. whatever you want to do. Riddle, just smoke weed. Yeah, you don't have any family to deal with anymore, so just uh, <laughs> hey, oh. Hey, Seth Rollins told us that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, backstage, we have JBL's Poker Invitational, a big tournament with uh, multiple tables and uh, ESPN filming it for <laughs> one of their channels. Yeah, I, I guess whatever the USA affiliate would be. Yeah. 
so yeah, you know, you got Tazawa, Dominic, Corbin, Alpha Academy, a bunch of guys. But then Dexter Loomis walks in and JBL's like, I didn't invite you. You can't afford it. But he's got that bag of cash he won from Miz last week. So he just dumps it out and he's like, all right, you're in, partner. So they're going to play some poker. More on that later. Uh, then Bailey comes out to cut a promo, but Becky Lynch appears in the crowd to, yeah, cut her promo. The crowd's all chanting her name, and Bailey just says, well, you were gone. I was building up new talent with damage control. And Becky's like, yeah, you did great. You got two champions and one loser in the group. And, uh, oh. you know, you and me, you and me haven't fought in over three years, Bailey. And, uh, you know, I was gone for a while, and then you were gone for a while, but now we're both here on Raw, so... Are you woman enough to face the man? It's fine. We'll find out maybe sometime. But not tonight. Not tonight. No, because we got some other women's matches with some uh, some stakes. Uh, two triple threats. Uh, so the first triple threat, Bailey versus Rhea Ripley versus Asuka. The winner faces the winner of the other triple threat in a number one contender match. So a couple things to settle here, mm-hmm. but... Uh, yeah, match was good. They all have their moments. The two heels were teaming up against Asuka. Uh, but, of course, the partnership can't last, so they come to blows. Uh, Rhea goes for a big flipping senton off the stairs, but Bailey avoids it, so she crashes hard on the floor. And then back in the ring, Bailey hits Asuka with the rose plant, gets the win. And surprising? Um, the way you said I mean, it made it sound like you're surprised. Uh, cause just yeah, we we're not gonna see Bailey get another title shot, right? Who do you think deserves it more? She's already lost like three times. What? Who do you think deserves it more? Or just Rhea. Be- or just because she's lost it so much, you're like, hey, you're done, bud. Both. I mean, Rhea didn't take the pin, but I think Rhea's the next one in line to be the real challenger for Bianca. Maybe they're saving that for WrestleMania, but like the actual the person way- who has uh, like the feeling of you can win it. Yeah, I think she could and probably should. She should the win the Rumble. At. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's either her or surprise Sasha or Charlotte, I think, are the top three in my books right now. Oh, yeah, that's a good point. Charlotte can do anything. But, <laughs> I, I forgot mean, about the Charlotte yeah, I'd prefer I'd be fine if she didn't, but uh, Rhea Ripley, either way, she that's didn't. That's a good point. She's yeah, mad. Rhea should win the Rumble. She's the, uh, she is the, uh, she's she's playing with the boys, literally. Yeah, she could enter both Rumbles like Nia Jax did. But in a good way. <laughs> Yeah, where maybe you don't get just some take everyone's fucking finisher for uh, <laughs> who was it? It was it was uh, so Randy Orton's in the ring and Mysterio. Yeah, she took like five in a row. I know, <laughs> I, but like, those are the only two that stick out to me. I don't remember. I don't know yeah. if you remember anyone else. Maybe there was a dirty maybe like an, in there. an USO super kick or something. Something or like Ziggler that. Super a kick. Spear. I feel like she got super kicked. Yeah, <laughs> it was great. We all loved it. Well, uh, that spot, but it's just probably like, my favorite moment of her career. Honestly, it might actually be my favorite moment of Nia Jax's career. Yeah, either that, that or my hole. My hole. My hole. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Like, don't bring Nia Jax back, but bring her back for that. <laughs> That's the one person, yeah, that hasn't even been rumored to be coming back. Or like, back. yeah, any sort of inkling of like they're training again or something like yeah. that. My so hole. Just... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. My hole. Uh, then after that Seth Rollins comes out and of course the fans are loving it singing his song and he cuts a promo he's going to face Bobby Lashley next week for the number one contendership for the US title 
So Lashley comes out to give him a piece of his mind, and they kind of jaw back and forth. Uh, yeah, they come to blows. Officials run out, pull them apart. Lashley ends up spearing one of them, none other than Petey Williams, the inventor of the Canadian Destroyer. Oh, no fooling. Yeah, so he's got a little backstage gig, I guess. That's nice like to see. Like a couple other, couple other former TNA guys, like Abyss and whoever else. So he's the, uh, he's just like a good old Canadian kid? Uh, yeah, he's just a... Uh, yeah, he's a good old Canadian kid. Wow, you love Invented to see it. Invented one of the most popular moves by the... Wow. From Windsor, the Ontario. There you, you go. You think Petey Williams has ever met uh, Pentagon? Or, like, Pentagon's, like, shook in his hand and said, like, thank you? <laughs> um, yeah, maybe. I've, there's a good chance. I'm sure a lot of wrestlers owe him a thanks or two. I mean, like, I think Excalibur needs to shake his hand and go, sir. I mean, he yeah. says it enough. <laughs> I'd be like, I'm sorry that uh, no one ever wins with it, but it's a great move. Great move. <laughs> Maybe that's just a justice. Like, no one can deliver it like you, Petey. You put people away. That's that a good move. point. I'm sure, you know. <laughs> no, oh God, no one has a destroyer. Too bad. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Uh, back to the poker tournament. Dexter is just cleaning up. So Corbin accuses him of cheating and threatens him. So Loomis pulls out an axe. Uh, just to say, hey, don't fuck with me. And then at the other table, Dominic tries to steal chips from Tazawa, so he challenges him to a match, so they'll fight later. More on that. Yeah. But in the meantime, uh, Austin Theory versus Mustafa Ali for the U.S. title. And uh, things were going fine until one spot when uh, Ali goes for a hurricanrana off the top rope. Theory catches him like tries to reverse it but then they slip they both fall forward very scary looking like it was a weird looking bump yeah uh yeah it could have been ugly i couldn't tell what happened i think he just slipped a bit like i think theory wanted to catch him and like lift him up for a power bomb but they just kind of lost their balance almost fell on their head but thankfully everyone's okay yeah uh they just move on to the next spot ollie hits a big tornado ddt and then later, Theory gets Ollie all hung up in the corner, just starts beating him down. The ref pulls him off, and then Dolph Ziggler shows up out of nowhere, just super kicks Theory, causing the DQ. I hear so. it for the world, I hear it for the <laughs> Yeah, he's, uh, yeah, he hasn't really done a whole lot since that NXT run. He's, he, he showed t- up a he, couple Yeah, times. he took, yeah, you know, he took some time off. Um, I guess so, yeah. You know, so I feel like remember we had his return like a few months ago, and then he kind of disappeared again. But what did he do after his return? I can't remember. Yeah, really neither nothing. can I. You know, I mean, hey, there's a lot of stuff going on. You know, a lot of moving, yeah. a lot of moving pieces with a lot of these returns, and you know, various feuds and things like that. There's uh, not a lot of space for everyone. Yeah, no, he's at that stage of his career. He's just the veteran, the work, the the journeyman. Uh, yeah, he's there. He's mm-hmm. there. I always like Ziggler, but uh, yeah. So Theory wins, but Ollie's mad. Shoves Ziggler. Theory jumps in, beats them both down, stands tall. I guess yeah, causing the DQ. You know, uh, of what was a good match, but what are you gonna do? Yeah. Another loss for Ollie, though. Too bad. <laughs> yeah, he. I mean, he he's on <laughs> television. He's just losing. Yeah. Uh, finally, back to the poker game. Let's wrap it oh, up. Oh, finally. Corbin. <laughs> yeah. Corbin wins a big hand, but then some cards fall out of his sleeve, so everyone knows he's a cheat. 
So uh, AJ and the OC, they're pissed. They're ready to fight. But JBL's like, come on, gentlemen, not here. Take it to the ring. So that's what they do. <sighs> Six-man tag. The OC versus Corbin and Alpha Academy. Uh, yeah, pretty standard six-man affair. Everyone gets their, their spots in. And eventually OC hit the magic killer and get the win. The OC, um, the the two of them's right. So Anderson and Gallows, yeah, ranked higher than the acclaimed on this year's PWI Top 100 Tag Teams. Isn't that crazy? Like you That's, would think that doesn't make sense. You would think just due to rise to stardom, that would put them above the the, <coughs> the fucking OC. I hate the OC. Have I ever told you that before? <laughs> yeah. No, I don't like them that much either. Um, yeah, I wouldn't even put them in like the top. I don't even know. 40? I don't even know. I don't even know. Like, there's yeah. not even a number because I don't even think about them. Like, they're they're like the only team below them, and the WWE is probably the maximum man models. <laughs> Everyone else I have about <laughs> maximum. I forgot about them. Yeah, exactly. And that's just yeah. The Good Brothers were seventh. Seventh. Oh, yeah, they beat out the Bucks. They, I mean, yeah, the Bucks. Uh, they would have been even on NXT, like pretty deadly. Right I put pretty them deadly, but out swerving our the Creed glory. brothers. Like all these guys are way better than the fucking OC. Isn't that crazy? Street Profits, Uso. Well, Uso's the number one, but yeah, that's ridiculous. Yeah. Anyways, uh, I don't know. I guess they were what were they New Japan Tag Champs or something? Or they must have been doing something. They must have been doing something because other than that, they sucked. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, then we get Dominic Mysterio taking on Akira Tozawa. Uh, Tozawa was doing good, getting some moves in. He goes for the big senton off the top rope, but Dominic avoids. Then he hits the Eddie Guerrero frog splash to get the win. And then uh, Judgment Day just go to give a further beating, but Street Profits come out, chase them off. Are the Street Profits the next uh, people to intertwine with ju- the Judgment Day? Um, yeah, why not? I mean, uh, they've always got Bianca Belair as if they need the female to go against. I mean, maybe that could lead us to Rhea versus Bianca. And I don't know. That's a good point because they're not, there aren't many three man tag teams right now. There's a lot of, there's some twos, but you know, it's a, a building a three is a little bit more tough. Yeah. Who would be the third guy to join them? Or you would think in a classic three-man situation, one person's going for a singles championship, and then two of them are going for the tag championship. That's a classic three-man, yeah. right? Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe someone like Mustafa Ali, they could be like, all right, brother, you need some help. Let's get you. Let's get you on our show. <laughs> <clears throat> Let's go to the main event, our second triple threat. You got Becky Lynch, Alexa Bliss, Nikki Cross. So the winner will face Bailey next week to determine number one contender. Uh, yeah, Nikki Cross was just being crazy, just slapping her jacket all around. So they dump her to the floor, and then Becky and Alexa have a nice little showdown for a bit, which the crowd was enjoying. And uh, Nikki hits her big swinging neckbreaker to Bliss on the floor, and then they all just take turns trading momentum, hitting their moves, some dives to the floor. Uh, Nikki hangs Alexa on the ropes for the Randy Orton DDT, but then Becky just jumps in with a big leg drop. Nice improvised double team move there. Uh, and then at one point, Nikki, she teases like she's going to do a pile driver right onto the apron. But uh, Becky escapes, hits the manhandle slam onto the apron. 
but Nikki, she pulled a Hulk Hogan. She barely even jumped when she took this this manhandle slam. <laughs> I don't know if you ever saw the famous Undertaker Hogan choke slam where Hogan no just like didn't even jump. It was terrible. <laughs> Oh, so so <laughs> like he got like a foot off the ground. Like, at first, he didn't uh, even was, jump at all. It was more of like a push. <laughs> yeah, like Taker had to stop and tell him like jump, and then he like falls. He basically just fell, <laughs> and uh, yeah, it was the finish. So it was sad, but uh, anyways, that pile driver spot just made me wonder. You know, maybe it's gonna get unbanned under Triple H because why tease it? I don't know. Yeah, that's a good point. I see what you're saying. Uh, I guess mainly just because. Yeah, that's a good yeah. point. Who knows? Know. Different regime, different rules. Exactly. But uh, anyway, so Becky, Becky hit that manhandle slam. She goes to hit or goes to pin Nikki, but then Io and Dakota they grab her, yank her out of the ring, beat her up, all legal in a triple threat. Uh, they even power bomb her through the announce table. Uh, so Becky's out. And then back in the ring, Alexa hits Twisted Bliss, gets the big win. So next week, Alexa Alexa will face Bailey. The 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 one two three, yeah, I think the 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 winner was the most surprising. I guess yeah, I, I guess mean, uh, Be- Be- Becky Bailey too soon maybe they're the uh, they're the non title feud, so we don't want to do it right now. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, both triple threats, like between Becky and Rhea. I mean, they neither of them got pinned, so that's their way of protecting them. You know, but, I, uh, I feel them didn't. both as being pretty damn protected. Yeah, so, uh, yeah. I mean, Alexa, good for her. It's a big win. She's uh, she's still kind of still kind of trying to find her her current character. She's not the evil, but she's not like I don't know. We really don't know much about what she's doing right now. Yeah, she's yeah, re- really middling, you know, will uh will she fall back into the arms of Bray Wyatt or We don't know. We just don't know. Yeah. Just do not know. But what we do know is that that was the whole for uh first half of the podcast. Indeed. So let's take a break. We're going to come back from our break. We're going to have some NXT action. Of course, we're talking Dynamite, so you're going to want to come back. Oh yeah. Back here with the second half of the show, folks. Thanks for sticking through the break there. We have made our way through our uh, our main roster WWE action, but we still have some loose ends to tie up uh, because, of course, uh, we have a pay per view this weekend, uh, and and it belongs. To NXT. NXT. But, um, what does it mean? But, um, I don't know, but, but it's but, good but, wrestling. But, 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 so NXT. But, um, watch and see. But, um, to tap out a count out but, um, one, two, three. Boom, that's right. They know that the the shooties are coming, so this is the deadline for them. That's a good point. That is a good point. Uh, of course, while any, anything can happen on weekly NXT acts or weekly wrestling action. You know, this is the last show to be the pay-per-view of the year. This is the only this is the only category where this where this is it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So we'll see, we'll see. <laughs> uh, but yes, let's get into it. NXT starting off with some wrestling. Von Wagner versus Axiom versus Andre Chase. Triple Threat. For the final spot in the Iron Survivor Challenge match, 
So, yep. The yeah, weird, the match weird, was weird fun. weirdly stipped. I think we have a another one on the woman's side also. Yeah. So we'll see how those play out. But uh, this match was all right. Crowd was enjoying Axiom and Chase, and uh, yeah, they were working together at times against the bigger Von Wagner. Uh, Chase hits a nice double underhook power bomb for a near fall on Axiom, and then later he hits a big cross body off the top onto Wagner. But uh, so it was weird. Chase hits Wagner with the move, but then he just rolls out to the floor, which allows Axiom to hit Wagner with a big kick to the head and gets the win. Yeah, I wonder what I wonder what happened there. I don't know, but uh, Axiom's going to deadline. That's that'd be that's gonna be fun to see. Yeah. Yeah, it's always, I mean, it's better than Von Wagner, right? Yeah, I think anything is better than Von <laughs> Wagner at this point. So there's that. Uh, then we got a little off-site uh, vignette with Apollo Crews. He meets Braun Breaker on his fishing boat. And then the two of them go fishing. Uh, a little weird? <laughs> yeah, they're just kind of cutting promo, talking about the, ex- the upcoming NXT title match. But they're just being very friendly and... Uh, Apollo hooks a fish and Breaker's like a proud dad. He's like, yeah, reel it in, reel it in. <laughs> so Apollo catches a fish. He's like, haha, it looks like I won today. <laughs> so, yeah, it was weird. <laughs> yeah. Weird. Who knows? Maybe, but, uh, you know, two baby faces going at it, maybe. That's yeah. how we keep it fun. We, we really need to prove that it's just a wrestling match. Nothing more. <laughs> yeah. And they're in Florida, so it's probably like a million fishing periods. The Everglades. Yeah, you know the the keys. <laughs> uh, next match: Javier Burnell taking on Bryson Montana. But before the bell can even ring, Indus Share show up, beat up Bryson, so the match doesn't happen. And then uh, they just cut a promo about still wanting to fight the Creed brothers. Yeah, uh, yeah, they're not going to fight until they're completely healthy, something like that. Yeah, so just buying time. It's not happening this weekend, but they're oh, well. letting us know it's it's gonna happen. It's it's going to happen. It's gonna be a relatively quick show this weekend, probably. Probably, yeah. Um, then we got Zion Quinn taking on Tony D'Angelo in his first match back since uh, injuring his knee a little while ago, and mm-hmm. uh, looking good here though. Had the crowd chanting for him. He hits the hook and drop to get the dominant win. So the Don is back. Just cuts a quick promo after hyping himself up. Says he should be North American champ right now if he wasn't taken out with that injury. Wes Lee cost him. So Lee comes out to respond. Says, you want a shot? Well, you're going to have to wait till I finish with Dijak. And then Dijak appears on the screen to cut his own promo. And Stax tries to cheap shot Lee, but he escapes. So Yeah, he, he escapes. Uh, you no know, harm. Adding, adding a little bit to it all. Dijak only getting the uh, the screen performance today, but hey. Yeah. Could be we'll worse. see him soon. I think we got another uh, mysterious promo for Scripps, but we already know who he is, so why do we need a mysterious yeah, promo? It was weird. Yeah, he's just like, ah, I'm going to cause trouble. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Not okay, needed. Say, Not say it to our face. You've done it before. Yeah. Uh, then we had Hank Walker former security guard taking on Charlie Dempsey, the son of Mr. William Regal, who uh, may be back in NXT sooner than later. Could be. But we'll address address that on Dynamite. But uh, yeah, crowd was split. They were cheering for both these guys. I like them both as well. 
But uh, Charlie Dempsey, much higher ceiling. He's he's the technician showing off his nice sk- wrestling skills, some nice submission work, mm-hmm. working over the larger Hank. And, uh, yeah, he finishes it off with this unique submission. He had him in, like, a leg lock and a cross face at the same time, nearly making Hank's foot touch the back of his head there. So Hank has no choice but to tap out. Dempsey wins. I think and we're going to yeah. the very end. Oh, sorry. Go, keep going. Yeah, at the very end, Drew Gulak comes out for no reason just to kind of glare at them and walk off. I think to glare at him and promise us a great technical wrestling match. Yeah, I mean, it'll be cool, but yeah, I guess he was on SmackDown last time we saw him, but who knows when that was. Um, Either way. Yeah, I I mean, I couldn't tell you. Yeah, either way, like he said, he's a a good wrestler, so that's something. Agreed. Then we had Pretty Deadly come out to host their Christmas story. So they're dressed as Santa and one of his elves sitting on his lap there, and the rings are covered in festive decorations. They read their story, just full of rhymes, and say they're the gift of NXT. The tag champs will never lose. 2023 will be the same as 2022. Pretty Deadly's year. And then they hug, and then the New Day interrupt. So the crowd pops big for that. They're chanting New Day rocks, and uh, they end up challenging Pretty Deadly to a tag title match this Saturday or Deadline. Okay. Yeah, that's that's interesting. That's surprising. You know, probably get some eyes on the product, I'd have to say, right? Um, Because, you know, there are other, you know, could have been whether it's the Creed brother. I guess maybe, you know, we're not ready for another tag champion right now to kind of usurp. So, yeah, this would just be a fun match. Crowd will enjoy it. And, uh, you know, we haven't had a visitor from the main roster in a little bit. In a little while, yeah. Yeah. So that'll be fun. I think they, they picked up some presents, put them on Pretty Deadly's head, and just super kicked them off the apron. So, <laughs> Just something fun like that. Yeah. Uh, then we had some women's action. Thea Hale taking on Isla Dawn, making her debut here after coming over from NXT UK. Um, so, yeah, Thea Hale, you know, she's got spunk. She's got a good attitude. But she lacks the power and the experience that Isla Dawn has. So. Mm. Dawn makes quick work of her. Gets the easy win after hitting an inverted DDT. And then Elba Fire shows up to attack Dawn. Has revenge for uh, costing her in that last man standing a few weeks ago. But then Isla sprays the poison mist. And Alba ducks. The referee ends up taking the damage. <laughs> Poor ref, eh? <laughs> yeah. Hopefully he gets some, Gotta be the some worst. workers comp for that or something. Yeah, a little, uh, I don't think anything happened here for me. Yeah, that was about it. Uh, we got another vignette for this uh, Lyra Valkyria, the warrior princess, making her debut next week. Something, Something's about to happen. Yeah, see how she does. Uh, then some tag action, Briggs and Jensen taking on Malik Blade and Idris Anofi. So two teams just kind of trying to build up some momentum here. Uh, during the match, Kiana James, uh, or maybe her assistant, I think, put a an envelope into Jensen's jacket. So something going on there. Uh, and then Von Wagner shows up. He starts fighting with Odyssey Jones, who is at ringside. And all of this distracts Sanofi, which allows Briggs and Jensen to hit their finisher, get the win. 
a little everything all over the place, right? Yeah, a lot of a lot of stuff going on. <clears throat> and then afterwards, backstage, Jensen opens up that envelope. It's a VIP invite to Deadline from Kiana James and Fallon Henley's match. Like, sorry, bud, but she's not winning that match. I am. We'll see. Yeah, we will see. Is that is that going to happen this weekend? No. Um. Not Fallon. Well, right. Fallon's got to earn her spot first because we got a triple threat for that final spot in the Iron Survivor Challenge. So Fallon Henley, Wendy Chu, and Indy Hartwell, uh, three baby faces. So crowd's kind of showing all of them some love here. A little here. split everywhere. Yeah, match was fun, evenly fought. They're all having their moments. We got the big Tower of Doom triple suplex in the corner. Uh, Wendy hits her big reverse splash on Henley. But then Indy tosses Wendy to the floor and hits Henley with the big elbow to the back of the head. And that gives Indy Hartwell the big win. She's going to deadline. Finally, a big win. God. Yeah, the crowd even gave her a standing ovation. Like, how often do these wins happen uh, in Indy Hartwell's Hartwell's world, you know, especially as significant as this? Yeah, so big opportunity. Not just random wins over fucking... Tatum Paxley or something like that. You yeah. know, I mean like significant game changers. Has she ever been in a singles uh championship bout? Uh she ever had an opportunity? I, I bet probably not, right? I mean, she was involved in the tag championships for a little bit there, you know, of course, but Yeah, so this this is her big opportunity this Saturday. She, who knows? She's even got a chance to win the thing. Yeah, I bet she still has sub like you know hundred less than a hundred matches. I'd probably say, you know, yeah, or less probably. than fifty matches here on television. So uh, come on, Indy fans, love you. Just yell yeah. at fu- tell go you go over you you go up to that guy and say hey Hickenbottom, fucking book <laughs> me, book Call, me bro, book me Hickenbottom. Uh, uh, <laughs> then we had. One final segment, Grayson Waller effect. His talk show there, his guests are all five men for the Iron Survivor Challenge, including himself. So, yeah, Waller, Gacy, Axiom, Carmelo Hayes, J.D. McDonough. So Waller just insults all of them, and then they all clap back, cutting their own promos. They argue about what number they want to enter into the match. I don't know how they determine that, but... Uh, of course, it all ends up in a big brawl. We go off the air with chaos as referees try to break it up. I like this one because it's uh, there's a big table and that's sort of in the middle, and then everyone kind of leans against the table. It's not like one of the typical talk shows where there's like two stools and then <laughs> a little poster board in the back. Like this has yeah. props. It has like these palm trees or something. Yeah. Uh, yeah but it's more of like set. a sports, uh, like a sports net type of table. <laughs> you know, it, it's up there. Uh, it's more like, you know, we're reporting on the game live. It, yeah. it doesn't feel as contrived, although it's completely contrived. It's, uh, it's somewhere in the middle. Yeah, at least they put some effort into the set. The perfect amount of effort was put into the set. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but that was the whole episode of NXT. That's how we go off the air. So let's move ourselves over to some Dynamites. AEW. All elite, they coming for you, Vince. Better watch out. It's too sweet. Uh, where we kick off 
this week's card hot um, because we kick off with the Dynamite Diamond Battle Royal. <laughs> You're number four of this. MJF, of course, the three-time champion of the uh, of the affair. Yeah, so uh, slightly different this year. I think before they would have the Battle Royal and then the final two would fight later for the ring. But yep. this time the winner just faces MJF directly for the Diamond Ring. So he's defending it. Doesn't have to enter the Battle Royal himself. Uh, but yeah, you know, pretty standard Battle Royal. You had some big names in there like Ricky Starks, Jungle Boy, Ethan Page, Cassidy, and then some of the more Butcher, Blade, Dalton Castle yeah. was there. Yeah, he had a cool little spot where he gets knocked off and then his his servants save him, put him back on the apron, but he gets eliminated anyways. Uh, Orange Cassidy got eliminated real early, which is a little disappointing. But uh, Dustin Rhodes hits a nice Canadian destroyer. He eliminates Kip Sabian and uh, Jungle Boy hit a Hurricane Rana over the top ropes to eliminate Lee Moriarty. But then when Jungle Boy's hanging onto the ropes, W. Morrissey kicks him off. Causes the elimination. What a jerk. <laughs> and then what he, a jerk. <laughs> and then afterwards, he chokeslammed him hard onto the apron as well. And ta- or Tony Schiavone, like, as soon as he hit that, he's like, he's got a broken neck. He broke his neck. <laughs> <laughs> like, whoa. Schiavone was quick on that one, eh? He's seen a lot of broken yeah. necks in his day. But that's broken neck. <laughs> Let's hope not. But, uh, yeah, so a bunch of eliminations. Eventually, we come down to the final four. Matt Hardy, Ricky Starks, Ethan Page. And the unlikely uh, Sean Dean, who holds two victories over MJF, remember? Uh, that's that's a good point. <laughs> I forget but, the circumstances. Uh, I just remember that it happened. Yeah, I think CM Punk cost MJF during their feud. Oh, okay. Uh, but anyway, Sean Dean, he's the first one eliminated. And then Hardy and Paige work together against Starks. But Starks manages to toss Hardy to the floor. Ethan Page picks him up, goes towards the ropes, but then Starks reverses it, dumps Page to the floor, so Ricky Starks has won the Battle Royal. Gets to face MJF for the Diamond Ring. He, and he's he, I mean, he's already the number one contender, so are they just going to do a two-for-one? Are they going to separate them? Oh, is this like a, it's like a bang-bang? That's a good point. I never thought about that. I don't know. Yeah, because he's getting the title shot. But uh, Either way, MJF comes out after, cuts a promo. He says, Brian Danielson isn't here tonight, and... He thinks it's because he's terrified after what he did to his boy, William Regal. And then he turns his attention to Ricky. Says, you ain't beating me for my ring or my belt. Calls Ricky the drizzling shits. Or should I say you're a Rudy Poo candy ass. Stealing the Rock's line. Because uh, he calls Ricky a dollar store Dwayne. I'm going to start calling you the pebble. Start calling the pebble. That's that. <laughs> that's fucking, that's fighting. That's fighting words right there. Yeah, but I mean, I didn't get it. When has Ricky ever been compared to The Rock? I didn't, I didn't quite get the. Comparison. I I was gonna say actually the clothes. Uh, oh, yeah. they, they wear kind of like both bear with kind of like loose, like loose, uh, f- like flowy, button up <laughs> shirts, t shirt size. Yeah. Uh, and they both just sort of have like a a certain swagger about them. All right. I mean, I get it, but I, I don't know. This is the first I've heard of it. I agreed. Agreed. I was just looking to f- try to find those comparisons, yeah. you know? I mean, the pebble, that was a decent line. That was, uh, that was a funny line. And then MJF says, next week, I'm going to skip your scrawny ass all the way to Billy Corgan's NWA so you can wrestle on YouTube where you belong. 
That got a little woo. <laughs> a classic little woo woo woo. Yeah. Uh, so my reign of terror has just begun. But then Ricky just walks past Max, bumps him on the way to grab a microphone. The crowd's all chanting Ricky. We're here in his, his hometown, or at least somewhere near it. Adjacent but, to? Uh, yeah. Ricky calls him Maxi Pad and a fifth rate Roddy Piper. The crowd loves it. They all start chanting Maxi Pad. And then Ricky just tears into him, says, you know, you trash the city, you trash the fans, how much more stick you got because the low the low hanging fruit is running dry, partner. And he's right. Uh he insults MJF's look, says the difference between us is that I give fans a reason to cheer me on. Well, you let everyone down. I don't blow off meet and greets. There's a responsibility when it comes to people actually liking you. And you think because you're rich and kiss ass you can get whatever you want? Give me a break. Next week's a big deal because I'm shutting you up once and for all. You know, once and yeah, you're for the first time in your narcissistic punk ass life. I'll slap that mole off your neck. I'll stomp your ass in and I'll take that title. Gonna take the responsibility off your plate, little boy. And uh, MJF, the only way he can respond is with a kick to the balls. So a cheap shot. And then he goes to punch Ricky with a diamond ring. But Ricky counters with a big spear. He speared him so hard that Maxwell's shoes just go flying off. Flying off. off. <laughs> yeah, this was awesome. I feel like he planned. He probably like slipped his heels out just to, to sell. Just a little bit, bit, you know, sell it a bit more. God damn. Um, this was Ricky Starks' time to shine, I think. And when this match happens, uh, the fans are going to be split. But I think Ricky Starks is, is going to give us this moment, right? Like the fans love this kid, and so do I. Yeah, this was uh, this was definitely the best thing, definitely his best promo he's ever had. This was on fire. He he outdid MJF. I would yeah, I think this is one of the few times that MJF has been out promoed. Yeah, so uh, that was awesome, it, and the crowd was loving it. It was absolutely incredible to see from fucking start to finish. And honestly, um, you know, you were just saying about NXT, but we got to get these shooty nominations in, folks. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, yeah, you could definitely throw this in the ring for promo of the year. From a zero, you know, and all, with all factors being considered, from a from zero to hero, not only is this a promo of the year, is this a, is Ricky Starks turning into a breakout star of the year? I don't know. Yeah, he's yeah, he could be in contention for that as well. There's so many Certainly. awards to be won, Mike. Yeah, but yeah, he definitely showed a level here that. Uh, the charisma, the passion, even if he doesn't, he probably won't win, but I could see him as a future world champion if he keeps it up like this. I'm sure they said the same thing about The Rock, you know? <laughs> yeah, there But, uh, yeah, honestly, who who do you think writes the digs at other wrestling companies? Just because it's getting old, and do we think it's MJF doing it himself? I think mostly... Right, because think, if so, like yeah. we all uh, we all agree, MJF is a once in a generation talent. We all agree. We all know this. Multiple shooty winner. Mm -hmm. uh, I believe a two time consecutive or a, a two time unanimous uh, best gimmick. Yeah, shooty yeah. winner. You know, so this is this is more somebody to be fucked with, but. You don't got to be pulling shots at Billy Corgan. You know, Billy Corgan didn't do anything to you, MJF. <laughs> uh, 
you know, you know what I'm saying? Though. Like, there's no one else is talking about other wrestling companies, so let's just chill about it. You know, like let's find something else to talk about. Yeah, yeah. There's definitely. I mean, like Ricky said, low hanging fruit, running dry. So yeah, let's spice it up a bit, Max. Thanks, Max. Uh, but yeah, awesome work, Ricky. Love it. Yeah. So let's move on because we got the TNT title on the line. Samoa Joe defending against Darby Allen. Former champ Darby with the big size disadvantage. But, uh, you know, he's got that reckless abandon. Just uh, early on goes for the big cannonball suicide dive. But Joe just does his signature. Just casually walk out of the way to avoid it. <laughs> yeah, there's a couple. Yeah, and Darby Allen th- then proceeds to spend a lot of time on the floor. Oh yeah, um, slammed hard, slammed into hard at one into, into the barricade a couple times. He sent on into a barricade. Uh, Samoa Joe uh, removes the the padding around from around the ring. Even yeah, slams him onto that concrete. And you floor hear underneath. that sound where yeah. you're like oh i know uh, that's not a uh, that's uh. a shoot that's a shoot right there <laughs> so yeah joe looking real badass just working wait, wait, him over you don't think there's a guy like at ringside in the time cruise area who has like a wood who like claps <laughs> or he has like two wood two pieces of wood yeah. that he slaps together like claves i don't think darby would allow it <laughs> uh but yeah so joe looking badass the crowd was crowd was pretty split they were doing a dueling. Let's go, Darby. Let's go, Joe. Uh, then another big spot when Joe grabs Darby and just whips him into the ring post. And Darby just goes head first, does like a 720 on his way to the floor. Uh, I was worried for a second because they, they went to picture and picture and he stayed on the floor like the whole time. I was like, did he knock himself out? They had a doctor come and check on him. But uh, it might have all just been a work. He sold it. He had to sell it a bit. He was selling it. Yeah, but uh, yeah, somehow he gets up. He beats the 10 count, uh, has his little comeback. He hits a coffin drop onto the floor and then goes for another one back in the ring. But Joe catches him right on the way down into the coquina clutch. Darby's got nowhere to go. He passes out. So Samoa Joe wins, retains the belt. Yeah, I think he missed him on the first one. I think Joe was supposed yeah. to catch him in the air, and then they kind of fumbled it, and then they went back into the ring for the actual finish, um, yeah. which uh, was great to see. But after it was after the match, um, yeah, really, where you know Mojo keeps going for that beat down. You know, it, it's almost uncomfortable to watch sometimes. Um, you know, while watching <laughs> him get watching him get injured in such a way that isn't until uh, Wardlow comes makes the save. Yes. Yeah. Joe hits. He grabbed the skateboard, flipped it over, hit a muscle buster right onto the. Like the I trucks. said, uncomfortable to watch. Right onto the trucks. <laughs> Wardlow. Yeah, uh, so. Wardlow comes and makes a save. Though these two boys are probably going to go at it at some point. Um, are, is this? Uh, what about this final battle thing? What is this? Is Joe? No, be I there? think Joe's fighting someone else. Okay. Uh, let's see who it's. Uh, Samoa Joe versus Juice Robinson. Oh, who cares about that? I like Juice Robinson. <laughs> no offense, though. Juice. We like Juice Robinson. I mean, I like show. him, but he's not beating Joe. He ain't beating. Probably not. Who knows? Know. Who knows what he's unless doing. they don't want Joe holding two belts. Who knows? Maybe, uh, maybe Darby co- or Wardlow costs him. Who knows? Who knows? Well, re- remember okay. he he took on Moxley like a month ago or a few months ago. 
Yeah, and he got beat there too. Right, but who knows, right? You know, maybe this could be a I mean, start of a beautiful <laughs> friendship. <laughs> yeah, I mean, was he former former IWGP US champ? US champ, yeah. Yeah, so I mean, he's all right. He used to be in NXT as well, different gimmick. Mm-hmm. He's all right. Uh, then you had Claudio and Wheeler Yuta taking on Daniel Garcia, Jake Hager, and the Purple Hat. Which, uh, early on in the match, Hager takes off the hat, offers it to Claudio. The hat's getting over. <laughs> but not for Claudio. He takes it and kicks it away. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we just got a solid, evenly fought match here. Sammy Guevara tries to interfere, so John Moxley takes him out. And then Claudio ends up hitting Hager with the big uppercut and gets the win. <gasps> Uh, yeah, a seemingly easy win. So these these two groups are taking each other on in uh, capacities here on the weekend. Claudio Castagnoli and uh, Jericho will be the match, but also Garcia and uh, Yuta. Yeah, so the... Yeah, the Jericho Society versus Blackpool Combat Club continues. BCC continues, baby. Uh, and then we we get a well backstage. We see a pre-recorded interview between Tony Schiavone and William Regal, and uh, Regal says, "You know, I just need to show that the Blackpool Combat Club they don't need me. They can be leaders on their own. Teach the young guys like Wheeler how to be the best." In. The reason I did what I did to Moxley was to teach him one final lesson. You must always stay one step ahead and keep eyes in the back of your head. I'm Blackpool Combat Club to the day I die. Fellas, it's been emotional. And this uh, was kind of the send-off because Tony Khan confirmed the rumors are true. Regal's done with AEW. He's going back to WWE. Uh, Mostly in a backstage role, presumably. Which is too bad. Too bad. It's yeah. tough, to, tough to see him go. You know, tough to see someone, you know, jump ship the other way. But what a beautiful, what a just a nice send off, a mutual agreement. You know, it's uh, I'm sure a lot of wrestlers wish they could leave a job. I'm sure a lot of people wish they could leave a job in such a nice way. You know? Yeah. And back in the ring, John Moxley was like, well, OK. Only thing I know for sure is Blackpool Combat Club, live and breathe. Pro wrestling, and we will destroy the Jericho Appreciation Society. Love it. Thanks, So, Mox. no hard feelings. <clears throat> uh, then we got Jade Cargill and the Baddies taking on Kira Hogan, Madison Rain, Sky Blue. Your one women's match for the show, but not a whole lot to it. Uh, Jade just sits on the sidelines until she's needed, tags in, uh, hits Rain with the Jaded to get the win. 43-0. and 43-0 and now. Yeah. God damn. Yeah, that was that. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, the big match that we just booked on Rampage. We're getting it already. The acclaimed defending those AEW tag titles against FTR, who have been number one contenders since April, finally getting their title shot. So it is funny you say that, Mike, just before we even get into the matches. Um... I, I, I did want to do some digging because I was curious regarding the uh, the rankings of the teams, Mike. AW has not updated their rankings page since August 31st of 2022. Yeah, and I think this is partly why because they're like, well, they don't mean anything anymore. So And it can't. seemed as though they, they, they were on a fairly weekly consistent basis. 
uh, leading yeah. up to that. Of course, if you go to the roster page, you know you can still see their uh, their records overall. I, I'm assuming that's still pretty legitimate, um, but still. Yeah, and they still show the records during the entrances, but yeah, uh, yeah no mentioning of the rankings at all. Okay. And, I mean, yeah, it's not a big deal. I mean, other than FTR being number one for so long and not getting the shot. but Yeah, yeah. not a big deal. Just don't talk about it. <laughs> yeah, and that's probably what they're planning on doing from now on. Yeah. Uh, but anyways, great match, great main event, plenty of time given, around 20 minutes of action. And yeah, just hard fought. Two of the most beloved teams in the company and the crowd's hot. Competitive match, FTR. One point, they lift up the ring apron and catapult Caster into the the exposed steel beam underneath, holding up the ring. And uh, FTR kind of playing the heels in this match. Someone had to. Yeah, they were they were making fun of the scissoring. They were grabbing the trunks during some pinballs. So, yeah, a little heelish for the first time in many months. But mm. uh, yeah, FTR hit a nice double team spike pile driver. Which makes Taz cringe. He's like, oh, I broke my neck in 1995. Off a I broke driver. my neck in 95. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think it was Chris Benoit, believe it or not. Ooh. Thanks, Chris. And earned, him, earned him the name the Crippler. Is that Crippler Cross? Oh, really? That's what that's what did it? <laughs> yeah. So it wasn't the only bad thing he's ever done. It's the, honestly, the only bad thing he's ever done. <laughs> so they hit that pile driver and then a bit later FTR hit the big rig but the pin's broken up last second uh, so the acclaimed have their comeback and then uh, a bit later Cash Wheeler hits Caster with a power bomb. he goes to follow up with a jackknife pin but then Caster counters with his own pin attempt holds him down gets the one two three so the acclaimed have retained their tag titles uh yeah, no hard feelings though by FTR. They show respect, mm -hmm. shake the hands. They all shake hands. They all do quick scissor and out. Yeah, and then <laughs> the Gun Club appear on the screen to cut a promo, revealing a Christmas card uh, for FTR from none other than the Briscoes, challenging them to a double dog collar match for the Ring of Honor tag titles at Final Battle. So uh, I love. Mike, you know how much I love a strap match, and a dog collar match is really just kind of like the quick step up from that. A double dog collar match, Mike, I cannot think of a better stipulation, honestly. A double strap, double dog collar, <laughs> I am in full on. Uh, yeah. If I am to watch one match that that happens at this pay per view this weekend, it, it's going to be this one. If I if I find it, it's there on YouTube, yeah. it's somewhere around, I'll watch it. Yes, this is definitely the one to watch after, I mean, they, this is part three of the trilogy after having two match of the year candidates earlier this year with the yeah, Briscoes. Of course, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that's that's the match to watch from that show. But, uh, yeah, FTR, not, I mean, hopefully they don't lose the Ring of Honor titles because then they'll never get the four. They didn't win the AEW once here, so who yeah, knows? They're not, yeah, I mean, I, I think, you know, the acclaimed certainly... Uh, Certainly put off, you know, put off those plans, you know, and Mike, I think a lot of people have been clamoring for FTR to be the AEW champions also. I think you're one of them. Yeah. You know, it's almost like AEW has an FTR problem. But Mike, <laughs> can I pose to you that maybe it's wrestling that has an FTR problem? 
Because, of course, FTR, we know they are the tag champs of all three, the IWGP, the Ring of Honor, and the AAA championships. <coughs> Mike, they are the IWGB championships. They won it at Forbidden Door. Currently sitting on 164 days as champions, yet they've only defended it twice. Mm-hmm. They're the Ring of Honor Tag Team Champions. We know they're sitting on 251 days. They've only defended it once. Wow. You know that? Of course, uh, finally, they are the AAA Champions. They have been the AAA Champions for a whopping 418 days, <laughs> Mike. They have only defended that belt twice. Combined. Yeah. But AAA doesn't care. Uh, okay, sure. <laughs> we can say that. But uh, yeah, you know what I'm saying. So we're, we're five title defenses between three belts. That is sub even uh, Roman Reigns' levels for this year alone. You yeah. would have to think that if these th I'm just devil's advocate, you know, I'm, I know what you're saying. Let's give it to FTR. That would be a lot of fun. However, unfortunately, it's kind of like to, maybe to me feels like they're they're definitely should be the AW champs. But I don't think any of these other three championships actually matter to them. No, they to don't them. No, or to most of the wrestling audience, uh, you know, it's like when Kenny all had all his belts the AEW was the only only one that really mattered the only one that mattered folks <laughs> uh, but you know what you, yeah I'm, I'm sure yeah you, you know what I'm saying like uh, uh, yeah we're, we're, we want FTR to be the champions over here well there's other promotions where they're barely the champions over there yeah and well another stat FTR have only wrestled in two tag matches or I guess three tag matches on TV all year in AEW which is kind of ridiculous so are they really the the team that we think? Although they were the second team on PWI's. Uh, I rankings. mean, I think they are. I think it's the booking. If anything, if you don't put them on the show, they can't defend these belts. They can't do anything. That's a good point. You put them. Yeah, I mean, they haven't wrestled a tag match on a pay per view since Forbidden Door. God, it's been that long. Wow. Yeah. So come on. Come on. But yeah, I mean, it's making. I mean, earlier in the year, I thought they were a shoe in for. The shooty best tag team, but I don't know. It's gonna well, we'll have to see. The yeah. workload hasn't been there the last couple months. The workload, and that's what it is. You know, when it comes to a guy like MJF, yeah, you know, uh, you know, who wrestles eight matches a year <laughs> and demands a million dollars. Which, hey, I'm not. It's a <laughs> lot of work. I'm not saying the work isn't there. Yeah. Uh, but that was all of our um, that was all of our uh, episode of uh, Dynamite. So how about a quick little rundown? Of course, deadline 2022. I guess is the only deadline that's ever happened. Um, we have five matches here on the card. Not much booked. Maybe there's a pre-show. Who knows? Alba Fire taking on uh, Isla Dawn. Yeah, Battle of the Brits. The only match not for not with nothing on the line uh, also, so that's going to be nice to see. You know, a little it'll be a little cooler match somewhere in the show. Uh, but I'm really looking forward to Pretty Deadly taking on the New Day for the NXT Tag Championships. Uh, yeah. it, we w anytime we've seen somebody from the main roster come back down, uh, it's been great. So I think this is no different. Yeah, I mean, there's even a chance the New Day could win, have a little short reign just to kind of add it to their. And resume uh, that They've would make them triple tag crown team. tag champs. Yeah, something that not many have done. So only FTR I think has done that actually. Now that we say it. 
Well, there you go. Uh, or whatever they were. What were they called before? Or in WWE? Revival. The Revival. That's what it was. Yeah. Uh, what about the Women's Survivor Challenge? So they'll explain to us the rules. Uh, I won't. Uh, something about... <laughs> um, you're putting a penalty box for 90 seconds. You get a point. Uh, there's a time limit. But Cora Jade, Zoe Stark, Roxana Perez, Kiana James, and Indy Hartwell. Um, so the winner of this gets a NXT Championship opportunity. Um, I gotta go Indy. I gotta go Indy because she has to do it before she leaves. And I think yeah. the rest of this, the rest Jeez. of people here, although Roxanne Perez is the... Uh, you know, she's great. I think we, a lot of great things coming from her. I think Indy Hartwell needs to be the one to beat Mandy Rose. Um, I don't know. I think I could see her winning the match, but I don't know if she'd be the one. I think. Okay, well, here's. I think Ra- do you think the winner of this match will beat Mandy Rose? Uh, depends on who it is. Okay, so like, who's going to win? I feel like. I feel like Roxanne Perez is the one that's going to beat Mandy, but they might be saving that for Stand and Deliver. Mm hmm. So she might, I don't know. Yeah, Indy Hartwell could win this one just to have her big moment, but I don't think she'll actually win the belt. But, I mean, anything's possible. But anything's possible, you know? I think we've been saying, you know, it's shit or get off the pot for uh, for Indy Hartwell's booking. It's all on Hunter at this point. Uh, So let's uh, let's see something good there, eh? Yeah. What about uh, Braun Breaker taking on Apollo Crews, new fishing buddies for that NXT championship? (laughs) Braun Breaker probably goes over, but in a, you know, just a good competitive match, they're going to shake hands at the end. Yeah, I think that's all we need it to be. And probably the main event, the men's Iron Survivor Challenge, penalty box, time limit, points. Uh, Carmelo Hayes, J.D. McDonough, Grayson Waller, Joe Gacy, and Axiom. I think the Axiom edition is what I'm most looking forward to. Uh, Axiom, Carmelo Hayes, J.D. McDonough. I think that could yield a lot of fun. Uh, But in terms of do you think, Mike, the winner of this match will beat Braun Breaker? At or or sorry, presu- presuming that Braun Breaker is the champion for Stand and Deliver. Yeah. <clears throat> well, I mean, uh, I don't. Yeah, I think they'll be challenging before Stand and Deliver, but I think Braun Breaker, just like Mandy Rose, is going to hold it until Stand and Deliver. So I think whoever wins this doesn't beat him. But I mean, who knows? JD McDonough, he already had his shot. Yep. Axiom, I don't see winning the match, even though he'll probably have fun. I don't know. I think either Carmelo Hayes or Grayson Waller gets the win. I think Grayson Waller is the logical uh, next in line, really. I think uh, just way more natural heel than I think uh, Carmelo Hayes is. Um, yeah. Carmelo Hayes is a heel in the way that Swerve Strickland is a heel. Is that like he could be a babyface in a second? Uh, yeah. But Grayson Waller is a has a shittable has like a face you just want to shit on. <laughs> yeah, I get it. So uh, um, you know, yeah, yeah, that, that's what I, that's what I would think. You know, if Grayson Waller wins, does that up his chance of beating Braun Breaker at Stand and Deliver? Presuming that the match happens then. I don't know. I, don't know. I think it really could that. boost his chance. They didn't say when the match would happen, but you know, yeah. Grayson, even Gray- yeah. Either way, I I could even if he doesn't win right away, I could see Grayson Waller being the one to beat Breaker eventually, whenever it does happen. Yeah, so, whenever, we'll like Shakira said, whenever. Uh, and that was the <laughs> deadline pay per view. So let's uh, we have time for one more thing, and that is of course the wrestler of the week. It's the wrestler of the week of the week. Wrestler of the 
Mike, yes. what you got? Um, yeah, there is a couple good things this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'll default. I mean, it's a wrestling show, so I'll default to the best wrestling. We got an amazing match in that World Cup final. Ricochet wins the match, wins my wrestler of the week. Ricochet, congratulations, Mike. That's so funny because, you know, I mean, I think I gave it away a little, a little bit earlier. If you're doing pre, if you're doing post-match research on a particular performer, you know that something stuck with you because I'm going Santos Escobar. <laughs> uh, I, I stayed up way past my bedtime. <laughs> <laughs> watching fucking Santos Escobar videos from all over the place um, even though you know he didn't get the win and that he made an impression on me so that's what I think it has to be so uh, both performers of the say I think at least uh, I think this might have been actually been Santos Escobar's first um, wrestler of the week win hey good for him yeah i mean i'm sure ricochet has made his name onto this list a few times before he is an outstanding performer uh congratulations you know congratulations all around yeah hopefully we can keep the momentum going and yeah keep booking them on the shows and that's all we need amen friends and that's all the time we have for the show thanks for listening like and subscribe the show is everywhere we'll be back next week deadline uh, will be post deadline and um you know it's, it's smooth sailing coming up until the end of the year of course winter is coming that'll be in a few weeks uh new year smash is always something to look forward to but other than that mm-hmm. it's we're just sailing we're just loving life here into the rumble isn't that right mike yeah, that's it. That's all we got. Thanks for listening, folks. Mike, take care of yourself. All right. See you next time. Shoot.